<sighs> Finally. <laughs> and we're back. We're back. We're back and happening. Um, so this is part two since we have part one. And just to reconvene, I was still telling you about how um, the white students were getting prachta on their papers. Mm-hmm. And most of the black students uh, I asked were like, no, I didn't even get a good. And all, most of our mocks were amazing. So I then decided to stop writing my name on my, which is allowed. Mm-hmm. I can just use my student number. So okay. I started using my student number. And then when I got my marks back, I was just like, oh, okay. So because you don't know my surname and you don't know my name, suddenly you're putting good in Afrikaans on top of that. Mm. So that made me uh, question uh, the depth of racism. It may just be on the top surface you know we we may feel like okay you didn't get a good on your paper whatever but when okay, i look so you guys in- excuse me so do you guys write in english or in afrikaans yes or is it english in- the, the students english and afrikaans which is still a huge problem a very, Wait, very- what yes the modules that are trying to phase out um this whole Afrikaans ideology, I don't know. But um, we still have modules that are offered in Afrikaans, which is a huge, huge um, punch in the face. Because imagine a child from Limpopo who Mm -hmm. has learned their life science, mathematics, everything in Chivenda or Zonga mm. or even Bedi and then they come to a university and they are forced to do everything in English and then you have white kids who start from last school uh, mm-hmm. to school in Afrikaans and then they get mm-hmm. to a university that still allows them to learn in Afrikaans that is very unfair it is very very unfair and cool, there is transformation, but it's happening too, too slow. And it's unfair still because we will have people who have degrees um, mm. obtained through Afrikaans and people who have their degrees obtained just through English. Do you wow. see how that is a huge gap? Mm-mm it's still a huge gap and it's still a huge problem. And speaking about these issues is probably the best way to create awareness to, you know, wake each other up. Mm -hmm. And I, for one, am saying this in a sense that I'm calling out to all the white people who listen to my podcast. And I'm saying it's time you speak speak if you are an ally of the black people speak speak don't don't just have these conversations with us have these conversations with your family your cousins or 
you know or, or have that Your perspective friends. of them saying what will people say what will my kind say never mind them mm-hmm. do what that is good do what that what do <sighs> white people wake up yeah i am i am definitely saying i'm calling out to white people to wake up and to use their privilege right you know they have exactly. a privilege and they can just recourse it for something good instead exactly. of saying oh my god you know but black people are just lazy we're mm. not lazy you have the whole portion of the pie and you're giving me crumbs, crumbs. and you're expecting mm. me to put some crumbs and get to your point mm. which will happen how when we I'm disadvantaged while you're advantaged. You're far ahead in life and I'm still at the uh, starting point. Mm. You know? And yeah, I feel white people need to start talking. In fact, maybe I should have also this conversation with a white person and just to to see their thinking process is and whether or not they are willing to wake their own people up because I honestly do feel that it is unfair to put the burden on the black person mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. the time. It is unfair for us to be expected to mm-hmm. educate white people. Yeah. Why? When will they educate themselves? When will they come to us and ask us questions? I am tired of getting people asking me questions about my hair. Mm. When are you going to ask me questions about, dude, like, okay, I see there are a lot of poor people. When are you going to ask me, how can I help? When are you mm. going to ask me, what can I do to help? In fact, exactly. you shouldn't even be asking me. You know mm. you have a privilege. So you should be using that privilege wisely mm. if you are trying to see a change. Exactly. That was well said. Well, don't, <laughs> don't flatter me. <laughs> don't flatter me. <laughs> We have <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. But other than that, have you ever experienced anything outside of school? Any racism outside of school? Outside of school? Mm, no. No. Because so I don't do we go see out that much. But do we see where the problem is? Do we see yeah. it? Where we are taught where the education takes place, where we are supposed to be shifting mindsets. Instead, we get to school and we are drilled into thinking Mm. like one kind. And the one kind is the dominant race. So, mm, so it's, it's very tricky. Mm. It's very, very, tricky but what would you say could possibly be the way forward i'm not saying racism will end overnight but if we were to bring solutions to the table what solutions would you bring as i say as we said in the beginning in the in the first in the first sequel of this whole thing racism is taught at home I think mm. if we narrow that thing at home, charity begins at home. 
if but we now, just when, when we say at home, how will we start at home? Because remember, we can't police what you do in your house. Exactly, exactly. I Racism. feel like if this thing should have ended a long time ago, it should have. It really should have. But I feel like if we were to include African texts in law schools, the same way uh, we learn Afrikaans, mm-hmm. why would that be so difficult? You know, if we teach children from a young age that black people are people, you know, have them read mm-hmm. books by black people. Because right now, mm-hmm. I know in high school, I did Shakespeare. And wow, mm-hmm. what a total waste of my life. Not disrespect Shakespeare, but mm-hmm. I'm, in, I'm in South Africa. I want to be reading books by South Africans, even if they are white. But, but then, anything mm, that mm, is mm. South African and is moving as to a different mindset where you we are all trying to have this conversation that apartheid happened let's have this conversation and stop sweeping it under the rug and let's stop acting like racism is a problem for america but then we also allowed it to happen listen because it's everywhere that we look look now we're speaking english we should have been speaking our own our own language mm-hmm Especially in our in our books, we were taught what about white people and less about uh, less about black people. Exactly. And look in our in the Bible, in the Bible, we were taught about white people. There were white people everywhere. Jesus was white. There were white people everywhere. No, it's not. It's not that. And we it it has become a norm even so, because. It's the way it it is, and it's not supposed to be mm. like this. Because white it's whiteness not. means um, whiteness is normal, you know. Exactly, whiteness is normal. But whenever and whenever you have even just features closer to white, you are you are praised, you know. Accepted, yes, accepted by society. It's everywhere that we look. Especially in that other um, podcast that you made about colorism and futurism on television, mm, that's all we they do. use they use yellow bones and white people more than they the ones that have my features, the ones that have features that are the African, the ones that are regarded as African noses, features, mm-hmm. African noses, exactly, exactly. I'm I'm not a yellow bone and I, I'm not dark skinned also. I, I'm just in in between. When I go out to the Sorry. shops to go buy makeup, yeah. it, it's it's a it's it's a struggle. It's a struggle. It's a struggle, I tell you. It's a struggle. We agree that racism when I pick lip gloss. Mm. So we agree that racism or rather almost everything revolves around racism and categorizing people exactly 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 this was a very very interesting segment this was 
look very interesting. Um, it was indeed. Um, to anyone listening, I just want and I call upon any white person who is ready to have this conversation because we can't always let things be one-sided. We know the history, okay? We know the history. The history is there. But mm-hmm. maybe, fine, I am willing to give a white person a chance to speak their mind. I am totally willing to hear what they think. And you don't have to agree with us, uh, but you will most probably be labeled racist. <laughs> I'm just warning you. But it would be really nice mm-hmm. to have um, someone of either Caucasian descent, whether you're Asian or whatever, just to have this conversation because it is a huge problem because I totally feel like most races are racist towards Black people and Black people are just taking it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Exactly. Happen. We're just allowing it to happen because it's a norm now. Mm-hmm. Wow, this was amazing, girl. Thank you so much <laughs> for hitting me up. Um, thank you so much for your input. This You're was welcome. really amazing. Um, and also the energy. You have such a beautiful energy. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I I, I, I work on yeah. energies and if you're giving off the proper energy, like, ah, it makes it worthwhile. Thank you so much, Lucidi. Thank you. We will be doing something else very soon, honey. Very soon. And to anyone who's listening, you can also be like Lucidi and we can have this conversation, any conversation, join in and let's make this podcast about learning and just self-growth and understanding that there is not just one perspective there are many other perspectives yeah mm-hmm. have yourself a good day exactly and they thought also you too thank baby. you so much girl <laughs> thank you so much <laughs>